the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WellnessRadio.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump spent yesterday in Atlanta where he said that uh, Democrats have misguided priorities when it comes to African-Americans. Democrats care more about illegal aliens than African-American citizens or our military or citizens all over the place. They care more. Under Democrat politicians, African-Americans become, and they have become, really, they've, they've become forgotten. The president spending much of yesterday trying to uh, get more black votes, launching an initiative called Black Voices for Trump. Another winning session on Wall Street, despite ongoing tensions between the U.S. and China with regard to trade. The Dow was up another six points at 27,681. The Nasdaq up 40, and the S&P 500 saw a gain of eight points. This is... Helping our troops to be their best means ensuring they get the right level of physical activity, nutrition, and importantly, sleep. And if you're sharing barracks, then the enemy of sleep is snoring. To snore less, use Mute. Mute is an easy-to-use nasal breathing device designed to increase airflow through the nose by gently opening the airways. Thanks to Mute, you'll get all the air you need through your nose and not your mouth. So you'll snore less, sleep more, and everyone in your barracks or your bedroom will be happier. Whatever your mission in life, if you want to be at your best, win the battle against snoring with Mute. Available at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, and other fine stores. To find your local store or for more information, go to MuteSnoring.com. Mute. Breathe more, snore less, sleep better. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. The predatory nature now of global capitalism, it's just completely unrestricted. There's no constraints. These are wild times. It's the King Banyan Show. We want to create jobs. The quickest way to do it is to provide more food stamps. Government is that fiction whereby everybody believes that he can live at the expense of everybody else. As an educator and former legislator, and that is the free lunch myth, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Hip, hip, hooray. Unemployment is down. We're in an age where, where common sense sounds esoteric. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Unfortunately, economists uh, words carry a relatively little weight in politics. Now, here's King Banyan. Right opening for this hour of the King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Except we get that Elizabeth Warren, I'm a capitalist, come on. 
I wish I wish we'd find that. It's just like a little four or five second clip. I'm you, a capitalist. You... Come on. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, play that again. I'm a capitalist. Come on. <laughs> capitalist that wants to tax wealth at six percent. Let me get let me again point out what that what that means. If you're going to tax wealth at six percent, and you believe that okay, let me let's let's use let's use the assumption of our friends that run pensions. Our pension people believe that that they're investing for the long term and and they can invest in such a way that they can earn returns of about, let's say, seven or even uh, using what I think is an unrealistic assumption from the uh, from the state of Minnesota, seven and a half percent returns. If you're earning seven and a half percent returns and six percent of your wealth is going to be taxed each term, your after tax return your after-tax return is is going to be one and a half percent, and then from the and then you also have to take into account the fact that any realized gains are going to get taxed, any unrealized gains are going to get taxed. I mean, it's just it's it's utterly remarkable. And when when people like like uh, Bill Gates uh, say this. Let's play that first Bill Gates cut again. When Bill Gates says this. I've uh, paid over $10 billion in taxes. I paid more uh, than anyone in taxes. Uh, but I, you know, I'm glad to have paid, you know, if I'd had to pay $20 billion, it's fine. Uh, but, you know, when you say I should pay $100 billion, okay, then I'm starting to do a little math about... Uh, what I have left over. Sorry, uh, I'm just kidding. And he and and as the report said, he he has about 109 billion dollars in wealth. And so, one year tax bill uh, for for a one the one year tax bill um, would come out to about six billion dollars. But that means every year you're taxing six billion dollars, and and then you add to the fact that that if you have unrealized capital gains. They want to tax that as well at the capital gains tax rate, which they also want to raise. Um, and it's it's quite serious. And so over the last few weeks, unsurprisingly, some of the people who are, are in that top one-tenth of one percent are saying, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't. Don't believe you for a second that this isn't behind uh, why all of a sudden Mike Bloomberg is announced is filed to be on the ballot for the Democratic uh, in the Democratic primary for president in Alabama and expects to do a bunch more states. That's a developing story. I won't I won't go more into that. My guess is my my good friend Mitch Berg and and my also good friend Brad Carlson will take care of that over on our sister station AM twelve eighty The Patriot one to three today and one to three tomorrow. Um, I'll skip the Bloomberg stuff, but one of the things that was really interesting was when Gates says that, Elizabeth Warren puts out on Twitter, I'd love to sit down with you and talk to you about about how much you'd pay and why I think this is a good idea, which is fascinating because there's a lot of people, you know, if she's going to do that, she's going to need to talk to a lot of people. And there's been this exchange going on for a while. The person that sort of started this off, and I just tweeted the letter again at the top of the hour, was from Leon Cooperman. Now, unless you're really deep into knowing the financial markets, you probably don't know Lee Cooperman. He leads a he leads a stra- a, a, an investment firm, uh, Omega Partners. Um, he is a very successful guy. And he took and he took to um, he took to uh, Twitter, in fact, to get a letter out, a five-page letter that he typed on his letterhead, to say, let you know, to say we should be say, look, you're vilifying us in a way that that is probably just not very helpful. Indeed, we have a little. This is a little touch. Of of uh, Leon Cooperman. This is on CNBC on I want to say Tuesday this week. Uh, let's play that that little bit of of Lee Cooperman. 
Winston Churchill said it well. He said, you don't make poor people rich by making rich people poor. Okay? He also said, as a paraphrase, you know, the main vice of capitalism is the uneven distribution of prosperity. The main vice of socialism is the equal distribution of misery. I respect Ray Dalio. He's a man that, like myself, took the giving pledge, I believe. He's done very good things with his money. I don't think he's recommending socialism. It's very interesting because who was who was sitting next to uh, who was sitting on set as he says that is in fact the said same Ray Dalio. And so we have to sort of explain this because I'm going to take the wander from from Warren to Dalio, and I'm going to wander back to Warren here in this hour of the King Banging Show. So the so Eric can figure out pretty quickly what to title the second hour. I have no idea what to title the first hour. It's kind of a kind of a potpourri, but the second the second hour is to is to connect a few dots here. Ray Dalio is the head of Bridgewater Associates, like like Omega Partners. Bridgewater is a financial firm, a financial investment firm, led by Dalio, which has been both of them tremendously successful. Dalio, over the last six months or so, has said there's something seriously broken in the system and believes that that we actually need to fix. We need to fix something in the system. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to both we, we will have his response to Cooperman in just a second. But I want to read to you just a little bit of what Dalio has to say uh, about what's wrong with the system right now. He says. He says, look, in a world where you have negative interest rates, money is being pushed on investors. The reason that money being pushed onto investors by by central banks isn't pushing growth and inflation much higher is that the investors who are getting it want to invest it rather than spend it. I mean, think about this. If you if you get a this is me talking, not I the previous sentence was Dalio. Suppose you you give a, you have a loan with a negative a negative rate a stated negative rate, and the borrower calls you and says, "I can't pay you right now. I'd like to pay you two years from now." What are you going to say? Yeah, fine. We can re- we can extend. You can just you know you owed me say ten million dollars. You can owe me ten million dollars two years from now. In a world of deflation, you're actually helped by that. Because the ten the ten million dollars you're going to receive two years from now will have more purchasing power than the ten million dollars you'd receive today if they paid up. Because, be, okay, because of this this factor that people are are not actually spending the money, they're actually not putting it into the market, putting it into buying additional goods and services or buying capital goods. Prices, he writes, pri- the prices of financial assets have gone way up and future expected returns have gone way down while economic growth and inflation remain sluggish. Because investors have so much money to invest and because of past success stories of stocks and revolutionary technology companies doing so well, more companies that at any time since the dot-com bubble don't have to make profits or even have clear prof- paths to making profits to sell their stock because they can instead sell their dreams to those investors who are flush with money and borrowing power. And so and, and so Dalio says, hey, look, something's really kind of broken in, in this particular system right now. His prediction, by the way, is for higher inflation to come down the road. Um and that and and that there's and that there's threats to the dollar as a world reserve currency. But let's have him talk in his own words, responding to Cooperman about whether or not he's a socialist. Let's play the first cut from Dalio, uh, Eric. The problem has to do with really equal opportunity. And because you have to create productivity to raise wealth. You can't just uh, disrupt that. You have to create productivity. And we can create a lot of productivity to raise wealth and uh, divide the pie well. So you have to increase the size of the pie and divide it well. Okay, so I'm going to put a pin in that. I was fine until divide it well, because it's like well according to who. (laughs) Um, 
we'll put a pin in that. We'll be, but we'll come back to it. But go ahead and play, play how he would do that. The second Dalio clip. Realize that the system is not producing equal opportunity. I really want to emphasize equal opportunity, because there is the American dream. The American dream, which I was fortunate enough to live, you know, is can you have something approaching the good guidance of parents, ideally, you know, uh, on values, the development of character, and then together with that, education, and then you come out to a market in which there's equal opportunity. That's America's greatest strength. And on that point, Ray Dalio is in a, in a place where I am. It, it, it involves character development, teaching, earned success, delayed gratification, adding education to it. I think all of that is well. Okay, let's get to the third cut. Let's play this now. The thing you have to understand is that most ri- billionaires have not worked to become billionaires. What they did is they produced things that people wanted. Okay, I, I didn't try to make, I, I, I fell in love with the game of the markets and I made the market uh, uh, money, I made. Different people, Steve Jobs loved the game. Most people are, are doing it because they love the game. And then they produce things that other people want. And though that makes a, for a better society. So I think the key question is, uh, like to almost answer, ask the audience, um, are billionaires ex- explo- exploiters of the system to the detriment of the system, or are they contributors to the system to betterment of that? And and to that, you heard him say at the very beginning of this, most people who are billionaires didn't start out to become billionaires. I was listening. Uh, I was listening to uh, Hugh Hewitt's show over on AM twelve eighty earlier this week. He had Joe Ricketts, the founder of uh, Meritrade, on, who's got a new book out. What did what did what did Joe Ricketts produce? You know, you say, well, he's a financial guy. He, you know, he created Meritrade. It doesn't make anything real. No, here's what he did. When my father first wanted to get into buying stocks, he had to go to a broker. The broker would keep sending us all, you know, and I remember because I was probably, I was a teenager. I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my life and, and business and finance attracted me even when, when I was a, a freshman in high school. And my father would have all these financial reports. And, and my father, my father started to figure out you know, got them from a broker where, where he had bought stock. And I talked about, the, I think I've talked on the show, he bought his first stock at age when I was like nine or 10. And he would have me read him the stock listing every morning to re- learn how to read fractions, how to read a, read, read a stock page. Um, he, um, he eventually started sending straight away to the companies for the information. And he, what he didn't want was he didn't really want to have to do business with a broker who was charging him thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred dollars for a trade, because the broker wanted to be paid back for all the research. What Ameritrade did was say, "We don't, we're not going to sell you research. We're just going to be here with a phone and a sheet of paper, and we're going to take your orders and we're going to execute those orders, and that's all we're going to do." Okay, started in a storefront in in Omaha, Nebraska, and from that created, of course, now TD Ameritrade. Uh, fantastic thing. Joe Rickinson started off to become a billionaire, but we want to take that six percent. We want to take that six percent out of out of guys like that. It's it's. I don't think it's going to work very well, but I'm going to and I'm going to show that I'm going to use somebody who really has made the argument probably better than I ever could. And we'll do that right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, 
Occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Digital marketing is a big part of just about every business. It's everywhere. Is your business using it to your advantage? Are you receiving your share of the leads? If you're not effectively using digital media, you could be losing sales by the second. Even worse, your customers can be grabbed up one by one, never to return. Not sure if you're losing out to the competition? Salem Surround can help you. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into leads. Salem Surround is a full-service digital agency providing you with all your marketing under one roof. Total market penetration for increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn more how we can help you place your advertising message in front of today's digital consumers. Salem Surround helps deliver customers by putting your business message in front of the right person at the right time. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right. Every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword Pro-Life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Oh, we're going we're going through a lot of stuff today. So there has been this debate. I have been interested by the Ray Dalio material because it's like, how do you how do you deal with the world with low inflation, with low interest rates, sluggish productivity that we've discussed, low, you know, negative rates in many parts of the of the world? How do how do you deal with that? And at the same time, we're having that conversation some somewhere in a in a. In the Democratic primary, the discussion is about whether or not to apply a tax on a stock of wealth of six, of the flow of 6% a year. In other words, you're supposed to reduce something by 6% each year. And, oh, by the way, if you decide not to, uh, not to realize that capital gain, we're going to tax that anyway. And that's supposed to work. Now, whether you believe in what it is that Ray Dalio thinks is going to fix it's going to fix things. It's not clear how much, how much uh, fixing can be done there, or whether you believe that the things that Elizabeth Warren wants to put the money to—Medicare for all, um, free college, um, more, more, greater Social Security—I don't know, but whatever, what uh, infrastructure. There are things that you might agree with, but it's it's highly questionable i mean even ezra klein at vox has said boy you know this is a this is a pretty there's a lot of heroic assumptions in this to make this work and and there's been a lot of christmas but i i'm going to play for you probably the best 
the best part of this. This is Larry Summers. Now, Lawrence Summers was one-time president of Harvard University, one-time Treasury Secretary, uh, worked for both Clinton and and briefly for Obama. Okay, so so definitely a center-left kind of guy. Uh, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, at the Peterson Institute for International Economics, um, uh there was a panel discussion that had uh, Emmanuel Size, okay, the Piketty and Size and Zuckman work on on how the rich are getting really, 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 really wealthy. And and Size and Zuckman, the latter two, not Piketty, but the other two are are advisors to Elizabeth Warren and basically are providing the analysis of the wealth tax. And we've talked a little bit about this, but frankly, you have to hear it straight from somebody like Lawrence Summers. Larry Summers to to talk about this, and I'm I'm going to play several I'm going to play several cuts for you of them. I should warn you in advance. I have two things to say quickly. He doesn't come off as a guy who is fun to argue with, and he's not. But frankly, that's a that's the way economists talk to each other. I've talked about on the show before. If you go to an economic seminar, you would think we all hate each other and want to throw rotted fruit at one another. Until you follow us out of the conf- out of the uh, conference room into the bar where we'll all sit around and have a beer and a laugh. It's just how we are to each other. It's a it's cultural and and when I read stories about how some people do not like the way we talk to, you know we talk to each other and that somehow it may be part of a sexist uh, 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 and, and racist culture of economists. Um, it's possible. We certainly, econ- having been a dean of a multiple of many departments outside of economics, I now realize an economics department meeting is very, very different than a political science department meeting. is very, very different from a department where you've got a lot of people who are formerly in law enforcement who teach criminal justice for you. I have all three departments, and they're three very different places. Um, secondly, Larry Summers I think fair to say is one of the smartest economists in in the world. I I, um, I may disagree with his policies and and some of his politics, but um, if you argue with this guy, you better have your facts on straight. I want you to listen to a little bit of this. Let's play. This is the first cut. This is from middle of October, in, in at a DC conference with him. Greg Mankiw and Emmanuel Size, and so if you hear the names, that's who's there. Emmanuel Size is an advisor. To uh, uh, to Elizabeth Warren, Greg Mankiw was the chair of the Council of Economic Advisors for George W. Bush. So let's play let's play the first cut of Summers. I think a focus on wealth inequality as a basis for being concerned about a more just society is terribly well designed for three reasons. First, the arguments around political power have almost no validity. The truth is, you can become one of the most powerful money people around the Democratic Party or the Republican Party for four or five million dollars a year. Nothing in this world is going to stop the wealthiest people in America from being able to come up with a vast multiple of four or five million dollars a year. So, so his point number one, if you take away 6% a year of their wealth, they still have 94%, and they still, they still have access to buying, to, to buying power, right? When, uh, when the, the guys on Wall Street who were worth $2 billion, w- w- you know, Bear Stearns, lost 80% of their wealth, they still had $400 million. They still didn't live too badly, did they? $400 million as your wealth would be pretty pretty darn good uh so first idea is it going to stop the the role of money in politics no this is a canard it's not going to it's not going to solve that at all cut number two please had a successful wealth tax and it forced people to respond in the way they naturally would by giving away more money to organizations that shared their values and spent money in pursuit of their values, you would in all likelihood increase rather than decrease the influence of the views 
of the wealthiest people on public policy. So I do not find the arguments around political power. Right. They're not persuasive is what he says. And they're not persuasive. They are, in fact, it's very unpersuasive. Indeed, think about places like the Ford Foundation or Rockefeller, the Rockefellers and all that. They invested their money into foundations to hide them from taxes and then turn around and spend that money to provide influence by by incentivizing organizations, you know, through nonprofit contributions to promote the very policies that they would have promoted by giving it directly to a politician instead. You're not going to stop it. You're just changing the rooting of it from one place to the next. Let's play the third cut. The third reason why um, it is uh, problematic is that wealth inequality reflects many things that happen in a society. Suppose we successfully in the United States adopted a more generous, complete, and progressive social security system and a better and more satisfactory health insurance system. I would assume that the lower half of the population would have much less need to accumulate and hold liquid assets because they were being properly insured. And so measuring the ratio of the wealth of the wealthy to the wealth of the less wealthy may reflect something about accumulation at the top, or it may reflect something about the adequacy or inadequacy of uh, social insurance uh, arrangements or lengths of retirement periods or many other things. In other words, you could do this. You could take the money from the wealthy, transfer it to the poor to support pensions, you know, uh, better Medicare coverage for the for seniors. What would be the rational reaction of the of the of the poor? They would reduce their savings because they no longer need them. And so the ratio of the rich to the poor wouldn't change, even though you were transferring more money. That's the okay. That what happens next? That is almost exactly why I tell people econ- economics is always about what comes next, right? And then what happens, right? Is the most common phrase I use in the classroom when I'm when I'm trying to engage a student. They'll say something, and I'll say, "Okay." And then what happens? And if they look at me, I'll try to say, okay, so, so I've now transferred, let's say I've taken that, that, that night, what was it, $17 billion that the reporter said would be paid in extra taxes by Bill Gates. I take that $17 billion and I transfer that to, to the poor, which would be a pretty significant transfer, right? What happens next? Well, they would need less savings. Do we think they would spend 100% of it? Perhaps, but probably not. They probably would, it probably would replace some of the savings that they had before. So they would actually feel more secure, spend more. And then when you went back and said, what happened? Well, we've taken from the rich and given to the poor, so that ratio should go down. It wouldn't go down. Not at all. Let's take a break here. I got to keep track of time. Uh, We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Yes, I'll admit that I'm a fool for you Because you're mine, I walk the line Are you ready to make some improvements to your home? Maybe plush new carpeting or beautiful wood flooring? How about worry-free, waterproof, luxury vinyl plank flooring in your bathroom or basement? They even have a huge variety of affordable kitchen cabinets and countertops to choose from. When you're ready to start looking, Serenity Home Interiors can help. With their spacious 4,000-square-foot Burnsville showroom, they have thousands of combinations to match your dreams and your budget. Plus, the friendly professionals at Serenity Home Interiors are here to help you every step of the way. Serenity was founded on providing you with name brands you can trust, service you deserve, and pricing you can afford. So whether you need full-service interior design, a new floor installed, or you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to purchase what you need at a great price, Serenity Home Interiors has you covered. Call today for a free no-pressure, no-obligation in-home consultation and estimate at 952-303-4033. 
or visit shi-mn.com. Hey, have you heard about the Arctic Spa's Spa Boy? No, tell me about it, eh? It's a salt system that monitors itself and chlorinates when the sanitation is low in your hot tub or swim spa. Oh, yeah. Well, I talked a lot with the other guys. They've got salt systems, too, eh? Yeah, but no other spa company can offer anything like Spa Boy. By monitoring itself, the chlorine can be lower all the time, so our Minnesota skin doesn't have to be all dried out by the chlorine. Oh, yeah. Well, the missus was sure like that, eh? Yeah, it's insulated better than any other hot tub in the industry, too. It keeps your critters out. It's got a five-day freeze guarantee. It's the number one replacement spy in the industry. Oh, that's a pretty big statement, eh? So that must mean that people who buy another tub usually end up buying an Arctic, eh? It's a pretty great hot tub. Plus, with the Spa Boy salt system, you save lots of money on skin lotion, too, Oh, eh? you're always thinking, dude. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today and see what makes the Arctic so great for Minnesota climates. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously. PremierPools.com. Did you know that 81% of Americans have at least one social media profile on sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? 30% of consumers say they may not buy from a business without social media presence. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for local businesses. Salem Surround can put your company in the middle of the conversation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Are you looking for accessories for your pressure washer? American Pressure in Robbinsdale is the authority. From rotor nozzles to flat surface cleaners, extending wands, sewer jetting hose and nozzles, undercarriage cleaners, hose reels, and more. We've got it all for you. Visit us at AmericanPressure.com. American Pressure. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This feels like I should be doing the Tom Snyder Show. Now, Eric's too young to remember Tom Snyder unless he's been digging around the deep recesses of YouTube. But for men of a certain age, particularly those of us who worked overnight shifts, Tom Snyder was a, was a uh, fixture in the same way that for the people who Worked first shift. Johnny Carson was the uh, sedative that sent them to bed. Uh, for us, Tom Snyder was the way in which we kept ourselves entertained as we went into the to the uh, deeper hours of the evening. Around one, I lived on the East Coast at the time, so it was one in the morning when he came on, and loved, loved, loved that show. Still have fond memories of it. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. The number to call. Um, so let's finish let's finish this up and I really love what Frank has just tweeted to us okay it's important to remember that this isn't going to probably happen because it's probably less than 50/50 I don't know Frank uh, you may have an opinion on that you can tweet at me I'm going to guess it's less than 50/50 that a wealth tax in the United States uh, survives a constitutional challenge okay given 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 the nature of the uh, is it the 16th Amendment uh, that uh, brings on the brings on the income tax? Um, I think it's going to be very hard to to see how that works. But even if it was, it's really really impractical for a number of reasons. We've been playing Larry Summers, uh, professor at Harvard, formerly its president, formerly um, a Treasury Secretary. Um, uh, in, or Deputy Treasury Secretary in the uh, in the uh, Clinton administration, um, and let's finish up. This is uh, this is the fourth cut trying to explain why this is a bad idea, a wealth tax. Let's play cut number four. There's the further point that what do we want to encourage or discourage the wealthy from doing? Activity A: investing the money in the way they think are most productive based on the fact that they were smart enough to accumulate it in the first place. That's what we punish hardest with the wealth tax. Activity D, buying a bunch of spectacular trips, taking hundreds of people all over the world around 747s, 
that escapes the wealth tax, or C, giving it to others who will use it to influence the society, that also escapes the wealth tax. And so the value judgment seems problematic as well. Again, going back to to the, the point that uh, that was made by by Ray Dalio, the money is being used, is being given away, right? So both Lee Cooperman and Ray Dalio have said, and, and Bill Gates, I believe, as well. All three of them have said, "When I die, all my money is going into the charity. All my money is going into a foundation." What will the foundation do? Right, the foundation will use it to influence what happens in in society and maybe that'll be a good thing but maybe it's not but maybe it's not but there's even a more so and we're taxing you know we're not taxing consumption so to me the wealth to, to me king speaking not and i think i i think this is what i heard uh i heard uh, professor summer say as well okay you're not taxing consumption the the trips on the jets which is a thing that most of us would say, that's in fact what you should be taxing. I have far more sympathy for the idea of someone putting on a value-added tax. I, I, think they're impra- I think they have their own impracticalities to them. But if you could design one that removed the impracticalities, if, one, if that could happen, in principle... I'd be far more likely to support that than I would be a wealth tax. Okay? I don't think so. Um, but he also says one more thing, which is, which, which is very, very interesting, and a point I want to I close my thoughts on this on. i got one more thing to talk about, which is, of course, we want to talk about the uh, fall of the Berlin Wall 30 years ago this weekend. But before we do that, let me, let me play one more. Okay, I mean... This video, which goes for about an hour and 20 minutes, is just, it, it, is, it is kind of at the end. If I was the referee or if I was Catherine Rampell, who was the moderator, I'd have stopped the fight early. I'd have declared a TKO of Emmanuel Saez, and I would have said, stop the fight, stop the fight. If I had been Elizabeth Warren's corner, I'd have thrown the white towel onto the podium. Stop the fight, stop the fight. So this is late in the late in the conversation, uh, and he says this. Let's play that last cut. There are two primary reasons, one practical and the other conceptual, why I think it's kind of unlikely ever to be the ultimate answer. The practical one is that there are a ton of assets that are effectively indivisible, and that you don't really have a way of paying the accrual taxation. I've got my family hardware store. Retail things have gone up. Even if you can, even if you can figure out um, what my family hardware store is worth in some good way, and you can figure out what it was worth this year, and you can figure out what it was worth next year, and then you can tax me on the difference. Like, I don't want somebody else to own 2% of my family hardware store. And I don't want, after 10 years, a bunch of other people to own 20% of my family hardware store. And if other people owned family, 10, 20% of my family hardware store, I'd just arrange to pay myself more salary so they didn't get any money and they wouldn't really own it. So I think there are a huge set of issues around illiquid assets. I have enough. I thought this was interesting. My first reaction was, well, what the heck is a property tax? So one of the things I've made a deal of today is the fact that we are the wealth tax is, in essence, a tax on a stock, but the tax itself is a flow. So that there's a cumulative effect of wealth taxes for patient capital, capital that's invested year after year. It stays in place. Indeed, what is unrealized capital gains except for the fact that your capital is being patient? It's waiting it's staying invested, keeping that, keeping that productive activity going. But I thought to myself, well, uh, Professor, isn't this an argument against property taxes? What do we do to senior citizens? Senior citizens are in a house. The house has value. Local government assesses, assesses a property tax on that house to fund municipal expenditures. They don't actually own 2%. 
what has to happen is the senior has to have sufficient income and then and then take that out of that income right take out of that income enough to keep owning the house at the same at the same level they did before and if they don't eventually the tax lien in essence acts just like the fa- the idea that uh, that he suggests that uh, all of a sudden 20% of my hardware store is owned by somebody else it is it is a interesting argument but if you're going to make that argument then what you should be opposed to is n- always be sure which what you should be opposed to is ever taxing a stock i don't think that's I don't think we're going to ever get there, and I'm not sure we even should get there. But my point is, when you are talking about and comparing income taxes, capital gains taxes, uh, 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 and wealth taxes, put them on the same basis. What's that? What's the tax on a tax on a stock is very different than a tax on a flow, because the tax on a flow happens each year. But there's a flow of income that's paying that tax each year. The wealth piece is generating a flow, but the flow from the house, to use that example, the flow from the house is housing services. So when I put a tax on property, on on residential property, I'm taxing, in essence, the service I receive from living in my home. When I'm taxing a hardware store, I'm taxing... I'm taxing the wealth I earn from being in the, being in the. Uh, ta- I'm taxing the wealth from actually that I'm creating, by having a having a hardware store that creates jobs for the people that work in the store, creates uh, satisfaction for the customers, who are able to get the uh, hard goods that they need when they need them. Let's take a break here. When we come back, let's take a minute to say thank you to the people who brought down the Berlin Wall 30 years ago this weekend. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Do you have brain fog and lack of energy during the day? If so, take back your vitality and clarity with all-natural Cola Gel, newly discovered jellyfish collagen peptides that age with brain and memory support. Cola Gel is all-natural with no side effects. Edible jellyfish collagen uniquely supplies the body with multiple collagen peptides and naturally occurring minerals that fuels our cellular system with energy-rich compounds. Jellyfish collagen is a nutritive formula that promotes optimum neurological activity and improves cognitive memory. Receive your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL. That's longevitybynature.biz and enter promo code COLAGEL, K-O-L-L-A-J-E-L-L. Get your first bottle free plus shipping by visiting longevitybynature.biz, promo code COLAGEL. Eliminate brain fog and lack of energy with COLAGEL at longevitybynature.biz. That's longevitybynature.biz. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. 
Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuot found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down the Well, it wasn't Mr. Gorbachev that tore down the wall. King Banyan Show, business 14 to 40. I remember, because uh, I think, as we talked about last week, we're, this show is now almost exactly 10 years old. And I know we didn't have, I didn't do too much with the story when we first started, because we were still trying to figure out what this show was. I, I, when I listen to someone who's starting a radio program, I give them three, four, five months to sort of figure out what their show's going to be. It takes about, I don't know, I, it, to me it, it feel, felt like it took that long. Um, and, uh, and, and, and so I don't think we did that. But five years ago, I know we did a, a substantial bit of, uh, a substantial bit of, uh, a substantial bit of uh, 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 preparation to do a, a show. I went looking in the archives. Unfortunately, the archives, if you go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, we're archived going back all the way to the middle of 2017. You can go hear more than two years of the King Banyan show if you if you are so inclined, um, along with our Banyan business briefs, um, which you hear on, on this show during the – here on this radio station uh, – uh, business fourteen forty throughout the week, uh, and they're they're great. Uh, I I love doing them, and my problem is I never have enough time, particularly in the fall, to write many of them. We'll 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 crack down on this pretty soon. But I so I don't have what we did five years ago, but it was probably sounded a little bit like what we'll do now, which was to play that evening. And I remember sitting. I had a brand new. Uh, condominium that my wife and I had bought we were we'd been married about 15 months by this point and we had just bought our first home and we'd moved into it like less than two months ago so there were still boxes around and we turn on the evening news and we hear something like this this is Peter Jennings on the ABC News on November 9th 1989 York just a short while ago, astonishing news from East Germany, where the East German authorities have said, in essence, that the Berlin Wall doesn't mean anything anymore. The wall that the East Germans put up in 1961 to keep its people in will now be breached by anybody one who wants to leave. The East German media chief in the Communist Party said a short while ago that anyone who wants to leave East Germany and go anywhere in the world is free to do so. Anyone who wants to leave East Germany and travel to the West and return will need a visa but visas will be granted, it is said, immediately or at least urgently by police stations all over the country. It and what's fascinating about the, what, what, what you find interesting about that is that, and it's hard for people, and if you're, li- if you're listening to this show and you're under 40, there's a chance you don't understand the significance of that idea of the visa. How very, very difficult it was for anyone traveling out of East Germany to get a visa that would allow them to come back into the country or get a visa to leave the country. You had to have a pass, and it was very difficult. My I, I, my own history is that uh, between 1993 and 1996, I spent a fair amount of time researching and working in Eastern Europe. Um, I have never stepped foot in East Germany. I've never been to Berlin. Um, it's on my It's on my wish list. Um, I've promised my wife, who's never been on an airplane, on a commercial air, air flight, that when, when she finally overcomes this, there are three places we're going. We're going to Jerusalem, we're going to Rome, we're going to Berlin. 
and I've stayed out of all three places because it's like I want to see them with the same with the same fresh eyes that she does. So I've denied. I, I've said I will not go to those three places until my wife flies. But I am fascinated by the story of Berlin. And 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 because of the wall being there and that the importance of the wall was to prevent people from seeing, from coming across to the other side, okay, and, and how interesting that, that was. I am, I, I, so what's interesting is that was Peter Jennings. He finishes the broadcast that night and apparently, according to what I've read about the story, that evening he goes to his director and says, this is the most amazing thing that's happening in Berlin right now. We have to go there. And so the next night, the next night, ABC Evening News is in Berlin with the wall coming down behind it, and they start the broadcast like this. Specifically, take a look at them. They've been there since last night. They are here in the thousands. They are here in the tens of thousands. Occasionally they shout, Die Mauer muss weg, the wall must go. Thousands and thousands of West Germans come to make the point that the wall has suddenly become irrelevant. Something, as you can see, almost a party on. How do you measure such an astonishing moment in history? The East German government said tonight they were going to make more openings in the wall, at least a dozen more, put bulldozers right through the wall so that more people could cross to the West. The East German communist leadership tonight said there'd be a new election law guaranteeing secret elections which the rest of the world could monitor. And only 24 hours after East Germans were told they could go anywhere, anytime, the Soviet Union said that was a sensible move. And that was the, that was the beginning of it. Okay. It la- East Germany, of course, lasts another couple of years before, before unification. Uh, there's a great piece this weekend in Der Spiegel uh, uh, with an interview of Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel is is an Aussie. She is uh, East. She is born in East Germany, and and the, when the wall came down, she was 35 already. Um, so she is uh, someone who's a product of the East and and reflected on it. and And I mentioned the visas because when he was asked, um, I would have been at last able to re- realize my de- dream. In East Germany, women retired at 60, so I picked up my passport five years ago and traveled to America. Pensioners were allowed to travel outside of East Germany. Those no longer needed to, needed as socialist workers were allowed out. And she said, I was spent some time in West Germany, but I wanted my first longer trip to be America because of its size, variety, and culture. I wanted to see the Rocky Mountains, drive around in a car, and listen to Springsteen. That's amazing. And my and, and I was t- as I was saying, the most popular show in Ukraine. I lived there for a year. Was Dallas, because that's what they aspired to. Reflect on that as you think about wealth taxes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Eric, for your work, and we'll see you next week here on the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Minnesota's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. 
In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life. Pro-life across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-life across America. 